Okay, hello and welcome along. You're listening to a Bleep podcast. My name is Marco Didsbury and I have not been here for a while. My excuse is that I've just got two new kittens in my life. It's not what's playing underneath me, that is of course Chris Watson, but I thought it would be fitting. I've got music by Biosphere, Clara Lewis, Kesson Moss, Foodman, that's a whole lot more. You can of course find the playlist online at Bleep, along with all the other podcasts. So I hope you enjoy the show. Keep listening. It's a Bleep podcast.
Okay, so that was a track by Ease Tumor from his album Serpent Music out on Pan. He was absolutely mind-blowing at Unsound this year. Very much recommend you to check him out. And before that was Syrinx. It's from the reissue that came out on Revenge. Before that was Vessel and Imix Ensemble. Came out on Raised Tapes. Before that was Rosina who also played at Unsound and was incredible. And before that was the Mika Levi and Ollie Coates collaboration. Right now is Steve Hauschildt on Cranky.
Okay, so that was a track by Henrik Müller and the Exaltics, known for their Drexia fame from the album Spiral Galaxy. And coming up now is Cassim Moss, it's from the album Disclosure. And after that, it's going to be Malcolm Poynton from the album that just came out on public information and it's fundraising for the Alzheimer's Society. So go buy a copy. Creating one's own music can be a most thrilling and satisfying experience and it's really only over the last 10 years or so that we've had much in the way of sophisticated equipment to do it with. The Minisonic Synthesizer, a comparatively simple little device, has opened more doors than ever, especially to the amateur who has neither the expertise to design exciting new electronic devices nor the bank balance to buy commercial units. This cassette recording is a companion to an article by myself, Malcolm Poynton, in the June issue of Practical Electronics. In it, I give a description of my composition Symbiosis, along with the patching and recording details necessary for its taped performance using the Minisonic Synthesizer. This cassette gives a kind of guided tour through the work. The equipment I used to construct Symbiosis was not too esoteric couple of half-track Revox A77s operating at 19 centimeters a second, that's seven and a half inches a second, a homemade mixer built around a couple of operational amplifiers, and of course the Minisonic. The composition of Symbiosis was an interesting venture. For once I had to think in terms of musical material which could be bent to accommodate anyone who wishes to recreate it, from the skilled musician to the enthusiastic amateur. And as a result, there are passages in the piece where improvisation is required, and other sections where more definite but technically simple arrangements of sounds appear. The form of the piece is quite straightforward in 
comes quietly, gets louder and quicker, settles in the middle, gets quicker again, and returns again to nothingness, beginning, middle, and end. The complete performance of symbiosis.
Okay, so this great music is by Grishin Lichtenberger. It's from the collection of EPs that came out on Rasta Noton recently. One of my favourite record labels still. And before that was 1991 from the new album No More Dreams. And before that was Bella Risk that came out on Type. And before that, Clara Lewis. And coming up now, it's DBA High Emotions out on Hyperdub. What's wrong? I know something's wrong. Thank you. 
Okay, so that was a track by Foodman. The track is called Kiki and it's from the album Could Work. And coming up now, it's Oval. It's from the new album Pop. And the track is called Foo. Sasas, <laughs> 
Syntactical unit of a given speech act must necessarily obviate its own essentially arbitrary nature in order to successfully denote meaning or value of a metaphysical nature. Yeah. Have you found yourself tempted to articulate a new conception of subject-object relations that attempts to de-reify the categorical constructs that have hitherto constrained the discourse in this area? No, no. Has this conversation up until this point succeeded in a monstrously laying out a framework for enacting principles of discourse which allow for a certain subject of freedom of conception of epistemic certainty is by definition adopted by the community subscribing to its corresponding language game as an essentially accurate representation of reality? Yes, yes, yes. But do you yourself vulnerable to the criticism that your position purposely obscures the terms upon which it defines its axioms? No. Is a conception that not merely exists upon which one might thrust one's own position where any of the words assumes the authority of a qualitative and objective speech act? No. We feel that you found a way of squaring the circle, so to speak, insofar as ever for now the essentially incompatible, arguably even incomprehensible nature of the fact of our own cognitiveness on the one hand and on the other hand. Yes, but are you going to the question of how to avoid an infinite regress? Not necessarily. Okay, we're coming now to the end of the show. That was a track by Matt Carlson. And before that was Peter Manafelt, who was also incredible at Unsound. Totally recommend you check out that festival if you're on this side of the world. I'm going to finish off now with a track by Seho. Came out on Leaving Records. I'll see you again soon.